Blog Talk Radio. We're here. Give me the green light. Because I'm ready to go. Let's have a good time. If you're going to bring back the Las Vegas franchise, it has to be outlawed. Oops, they had one of the sweetest out. looking logos on the helmet. Because I'm ready to go. Mother of God. Especially when you have a shirtless Rodney Dangerfield. God bless Rodney Dangerfield. Rest in peace. But put on a shirt, man. Don't nobody want to see that. You put that on right now. You'll be headline news on Fox News. One cell. Is this on? One. Is this or is this not the XFL? Yes, it is. Two. Do I or do I not currently have a pulse? Yes, I do. Let's play football. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a special episode of the Extreme Football Podcast, Elimination Chamber Review. We are on Keep It Short. We're going to keep it sweet, under an hour, hopefully, and we're just going to talk about WWE and the Elimination Chamber from last night. No XFL news, no nothing. We're just going to talk about strictly about the WWE. If you have anything that you want to put into the show, the numbers everywhere you see on Twitter, just call us, 646-787-787. 8538, just keep it short, keep it clean. Well, you know who I am. I'm Jay Dash, also Jim Renee, no matter where you are. I am your favorite villain, favorite heel that doesn't win shit, but I'm not like Roman Reigns to get everything handed to him on a silver platter. But therefore, you talk about Roman Reigns, my co host, Wrestling Movie Guy. Ooh, ah. Yes, this is the president of the Roman Reigns fan club. How may I help you this evening? Hey, what's up, guys? Good to see you. Good to li- good to have you on. Thank you for listening. And man, last night's pay per view was interesting to say the least. And I can't wait to get into this. Well, it's say interesting. We had a first ever women's eliminated chamber match. We had a useless tag team title match. Uh, we had a very intriguing seven man elimination chamber main event. We get that later. Asuka, Nia Jax, and of course, uh, Ronda Rousey, and the two characters that are completely identical to each each other, uh, mm-hmm. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. It Ooh, was they are not identical. They are not identical. Damnable okay. words. They are not identical. Yeah, they, they're close enough. Mm-mm. One's a demigod, and the other is like a soul that has passed through many different bodies. Kind of like the Dalai Lama. A little different. Oh, God, really? No way. (laughs) Uh, How can I get onto that without... That Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, I know that's like a very odd thing to talk about to start off the show. Uh, Start off our first review of the Elimination Chamber match. The match itself was actually pretty entertaining, in my opinion. I just don't like the two storylines. I just... If you would have if you would have gave me Jeff Hardy in there at any point in time in that match, I would have been like, "Great, awesome, this is a good thing. We're getting a little spice into this." I just think that the WWE is trying to phase out Bray Wyatt somehow. I'm just getting that image. 
and well, keeping him in the mid card. That's been going on for a long time. For quite a while, Probably. they've been burying him. But just moving to SmackDown. Put him on SmackDown. At least he can compete for the United States title over there. He's not getting anything over in the, on Raw. You're not wrong about that. Uh, when he was on SmackDown, uh, he was champion. And he had that feud with Randy Orton, which, depending on how you look at it, was good. Uh, there were moments, but overall, uh, the ending kind of ruined it. What, what they've been doing to him at WrestleMania for the last few years has really been a travesty. Uh, I think, personally, it all truly, really started when The Rock basically beat the White family with if I remember correctly. And that, I, I remember being so furious at, at the TV because there was like a big WrestleMania party and I was watching this. And I feel like like in, in the room, I was more like the purist. Like a lot of these cats, like they watch wrestling, but they don't pay as much attention to it as I do, as far as WWE goes anyhow. And uh, I was just so angry. I was yelling at the TV. I was like, fuck you, Rock. What are you doing? You're burying these guys. Like you show up, get paid like a million dollars for one show. And these guys are working year round and you just destroyed like two years worth of work. You know, it's, and it's all just been downhill since there. He loses to Randy Orton at the next WrestleMania after it seems like he's getting the upper hand, the, the weird, like, uh, bugs, cockroach camera tricks that they were doing, which is gimmicky. Yes, but it was entertaining. And you think to yourself, Oh, he's finally got Randy Orton. Nope. RKO boom matches over and Bray Wyatt has yet to recover. And now, He's been in some really weird feuds like this one and uh, with Finn Balor. But unfortunately, you know, as we all know, if you've been paying attention, uh, they weren't able to finish that feud between Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt wound up getting the mumps. So mumps won the match at the end of the day, and he's been feuding with Matt Hardy since then. And I don't blame Matt Hardy for this. I love the broken Matt Hardy character or the woken Matt Hardy character. Uh, I love that. But just the storyline between him and Bray, I feel like has been going nowhere. It's an endless storyline, just like when you could go back into the like mid two thousands between uh, MVP and I want to say was it Triple H? No, it was MVP and Batista that went for like two or three months when Batista mm-hmm. was making his way out of the WWE. You knew Batista was gone. And they had him and MVP have a little, like, a three-month feud or, like, oh, okay, this is useless. Uh, MVP is definitely not going to last long in the WWE. And we already know Batista's on the way out. So why you just didn't, – just... Didn't MVP have a, a rivalry with uh, Matt Hardy as well for the United States Championship? Yes. I think they did a best-of-five series back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I remember that. that. That's kind of funny that you bring it up that MVP was feuding with Batista. <laughs> it's kind of like the uh, uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, Six Degrees of Matt Hardy. It's, it was when the uh, the brand split the first time, then they came back together, and now they've split again. So it's when the brand split, and MVP was on SmackDown before he went back to Raw in that trade. It's mm-hmm. hey, it's. It made uh, for entertaining uh, pay-per-views, but when you have two superstars that you definitely know are not going to be on their card in maybe six, seven, maybe eight months from now, you can tell what type of storyline they're running. And that that type of storyline, it was forced onto this Bray versus Matt Hardy. 
little match. But the one thing I did enjoy about the Matt Hardy match was the fans and the crowd. Uh, they really uh, were very upset when the security officers of the arena stole all their beach balls and they start chanting beach balls. We want, <laughs> we want our beach balls. And I'm like, where the hell are these beach balls that are coming from? So I had to rewind my WWE Network radio for four seconds. You could see these random beach balls just popping up and down in the stands. I'm like, oh, well, that tells you the w- that tells you that the WWE Universe or the people at that at the arena didn't really typically care about that match. I tell you right now, I may sound like a curmudgeon here, like an old crotchety man saying, "Get off my lawn!" But yes, get off my lawn. I hate those beach balls. I thoroughly hate them. It's so disrespectful to the talent in the ring you paid money to go see these guys wrestle even if you don't want to see the match <clears throat> be respectful to the talent i don't care if you got Shockmaster, you know going in there against jumping jeff farmer <laughs> like that's that's a terrible match but dude show some respect i loved it when cesaro went and grabbed uh, the beach ball at one of the prior pay-per-views and just tore it apart good i hate those beach balls I hope those people got, comp- you know, I hope those balls got confiscated and they kicked those people out. <laughs> so no, no pain. to, so to uh, look in the future between Matt Hardy and Bray, do you think they go their separate ways from now? Or do you think the WWE may try and push another Matt Hardy versus Bray Wyatt, you know, WrestleMania kickoff show? Uh, they're going to keep it going. I don't think they're going to have them on the kickoff show. They're probably going to, unfortunately, put Anderson and Gallows on there with the Mistras again. But uh, I, th- I think that they realize that Matt Hardy is very popular. He's very over. He always has been. But this Woken Matt Hardy thing is an excellent idea that's been working since it was in TNA. But they haven't used it properly. I mean, the promos are good. What he does in the ring is good. But it's it's so strange that they can't get it to click with Bray Wyatt. And on paper, you think that they would be perfect for each other, but it just hasn't been working because of the unfortunate baggage from prior failed rivalries that Bray Wyatt has. He's basically tainted now. And I really, really don't like to say this because I love the Bray Wyatt character, the Firefly, Sister Abigail, his followers, I love all of that, but I think it may be time to repackage him because if I can't get invested in a broken Matt Hardy match with the eater of terrestrial entities, Bray Wyatt, like what else is there? It just can't be done. I think maybe the only way it could have, like you could have really gotten him over is if they had, is if he had that battle with the undertaker, but the undertaker now uh, it's un- he's too old. He can't do it anymore. So you don't have that option. So I think it's time to repackage him. That's well, I've been preaching for the last, I don't know, since WrestleMania last year, all the matches that Bray's been in has been like, he's too good of a talent for you to just get rid of his character. He had a great character, the white family. Is there a chance they could reunite? Possibly, if you put uh, if you put uh, Bray Wyatt back on SmackDown, you got a reunion that could very well happen. True, but I think that would be going back to the well too much. It's kind of like when you know NWO and WCW were struggling; they kept going back to those NWO storylines. They kept bringing those guys back. It's no matter how much work these other guys have done, like Eric Rowan, uh, 
if if you have them back together with the wife family, they're going backwards. They're not going forwards. I, I want my characters to go forward. You know, it's like if the rock decided to just go back to being Rocky Maivia, the smiling baby face that everybody hated wouldn't really make a lot of sense. Maybe it's a bad analogy, but the point is I want these guys to go forward. Like Braun Strowman is a perfect example. He like, I don't even think about Bray Wyatt. Now when I see Braun Strowman, I just think of this big gigantic monster that just goes around wrecking people. Bray Wyatt needs something like that. I need to forget about sister Abigail or, Maybe tweak it, you know, do like a modern day horror movie remake or something on him. Like, you know, I like the Halloween remake. The original Halloween is, is on my top five favorite movies of all time. And I like the remake. Is that in the top five? No, but it's good. So maybe they could do something with that. Maybe they can just change him up. Were they trying to – do you think that WWE was trying to revive his career with this feud with Matt Hardy? Yes, Definitely. I definitely think that they had the best intentions, but it's just not working out. Well, it can't really. I honestly, if you're going to do, if the WWE is trying to do that, you can't blame Bray. Bray's played the role to what he's supposed to do, and you're getting him to lose these matches. You're not really helping him. To, yeah, he's missing those you know, pay per views. He always loses at the pay per view. So, either. WWE doesn't care about him anymore, or they just care about his stupid brother. That that's a different subject. Uh, but uh, well, I think what it is, uh, I guess, before we move on, is it, they love what he can do in the ring with the talk and the walk, all of that. But they basically use him like a glorified punching bag. It's like, okay, you're gonna hold on for a while. You're gonna hold on. You're gonna keep it interesting. We're gonna move you over here, and here's where you're gonna get shot. You know, perfect. And that's, that, yeah, you know the, the other guy's going to go over, no matter what. Perfect example. But you can do what you want. Him to like, yeah, you, perfect example. You can compare him to Christian from back in the day. Yeah, Christian always got built up and just torn down at the end. So when he won the championship, you didn't really care as much. I mean, yeah, I'm a big Christian fan. I love Edge and Christian, one of the best tag teams of the Attitude Era. But by the time they did it, it was too little, too late. You couldn't quite take him seriously, but if you had given him the world title like five years earlier, yeah, you could have bought it, especially during that storyline with uh, Trish Stratus. That could have worked. That could have been like yep. the original Miz and Maurice or something. Correct. Well, we can't – we just also spend more time on Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Let's move to another match. Uh, I'm just going to say two things about this match. It was the bar winning over the – Titus Worldwide, and I put in my comments, oh, yay, who cares? Next match. What are your thoughts about that tag team match as well? I actually thought it was an all right match. I was rather surprised um, because the match before that, which we will get to later, uh, I have my feelings on it, but I wasn't, like, super excited for this. Uh, I mean, I've actually liked what Titus Worldwide has been doing lately. I especially like what Dana Brooke has been doing with what little they're giving her. Uh, I mean, she's been doing an excellent job as being the little hype, the, the hype spot, you know, trying to be the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> Manager. Uh, the guy from Public Enemy. Uh, but like, she's kind of like being the hot flavor flavor, basically. She's being the hype girl. Uh, Apollo or Apollo Crews, just Apollo now, I guess. Uh, has been doing excellent work. Titus O'Neil, I've actually started to believe in him finally for the first time in a long time since the primetime players. 
I was really hoping that they would beat the bar. And Sheamus is one of my favorite wrestlers out there. He's definitely one of my number ones, uh, or at least in the top five. Uh, go into reasons of that later. But I thought it was a pretty good match. Better than it had any right to be. I honestly think that match shouldn't have been on the pay-per-view. I think it should have been on the kickoff show. That's my opinion. I knew who was going to win the match. Like you said, it's Cesaro. Yeah, it hasn't stopped the WWE before. True, but maybe they learned from their mistake. Because honestly, I'd rather see the Mistourage on the kickoff show. No disrespect li- to those guys. Was it last year during WrestleMania the Intercontinental title was on the line on the kickoff show? Or was it two uh, years ago? When the Miz no, won? Because, uh, what's his face? Well, won it. Um, the Miz. Mm. Now, was it the Miz? I could have sworn it was Zack Ryder. The Miz won it two years I remember ago. that he lost it the next, the next night on Monday Night Raw. Yes. There's so many wrestling matches. Sometimes you just lose track. Well, last <laughs> year, thousands. last year they, well, I think it was last year they gave Zack Ryder the Intercontinental title, and then he lost it the next That's night. That's what I remember. And yeah, you're right. It the was Miz. the Miz. You're right. Yeah. You are correct. He, he he beat the Miz on WrestleMania. Then the Miz beat him on Sunday on Monday night to get this title back. Mm-hmm. I, I so just I just like, believe that a championship should always be like on the main show, no matter how. <clears throat> respected the belt is you should always have the championship on the show and if you have anything else that doesn't have that championship shine you got to put it on the kickoff show but they don't even have to be on the kickoff show i, just, I don't even uh, really man. like the idea of a kickoff show no you're going to still get four hours of wrestlemania no matter what mm-hmm. well of course so speaking of championships uh at wrestlemania alexis bliss Oh, I just spoiled the chamber match. She'll be <laughs> defending her title against Asuka. Against a match I thought I actually liked. I liked the the Nia and Asuka storyline. A little intriguing to me. I can't really figure out why. But you mentioned that you messaged me the last night saying it's because their connection to Alexa. And I was like, okay, now I buy it. I honestly think, me personally, that was... If you would have put them two in the chamber match last night, I guarantee mm-hmm. you that I like the chamber match. I know you're. We're gonna get to that, but I really believe that those two individuals should have been in the chamber match. Even though Asuka, Asuka is going to WrestleMania, and I understand why they kept her out of it. Yeah, she won but the Royal Nia, Rumble. Her spot yeah, is already protected. Yeah, they need to. I like what the WWE is doing with Nia Jax. They need to keep pushing Nia Jax. I honestly believe she is maybe a, the top four women uh, in the rankings in the WWE Raw division. That's my opinion. Uh, Asuka, you, you can already tell that the WWE is setting it up for Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka to win the WWE and the Women's Championship at WrestleMania. You can already like book it down uh, because Asuka hasn't lost. And the, Nia Jax gave, gave Asuka a very good run. I just think, me personally... That match should have happened. Asuka should have. I, they, I know. I know why they put the match there. So they want because Asuka's a, a big draw for the women's bracket or the women's division. But Nia Jax, mm-hmm. he would have put her in the hell in the hell himself. The elimination chamber. I think that chamber match, even though I liked it, would have been a lot better. I was a little. Uh... A little bit underwhelmed with the uh, with the elimination chamber. I'm sure I'm hearing some boos from afar, but I just wasn't really blown away by it. There were some spots that I liked, 
but I don't know. I, it came across to me like they were being careful not to damage the chamber too much because it was like the first, like, the, you know, it was the first match before the men's elimination chamber, and you always expect somebody to go through the glass. And I kind of feel like I was being set up for disappointment because I knew that wasn't going to happen. I knew that, you know, Nia Jax isn't in there, so how are you going to throw Sasha Banks through one of these, uh, you know, glass doors? I mean, we saw what happened at the Hell in a Cell, which I actually thought was, was better between uh, Charlotte and Sasha Banks. But when Charlotte tried to throw Sasha Banks through a table, like, they had to do it, like, three times. She's just too, too light. And I kind of felt like that was kind of taken away from the match. Maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just my fault. Maybe I'm just being a dick. I'm not trying to be, but that's something that I took into consideration. Uh, there were some good spots. Uh, Bailey climbing the chamber, you know, after you know, Devell was slingshot in there. Uh, they, were, they were climbing up. There were some good spots where uh, people's heads were getting hit against the glass. But... Uh, I, I don't know. It just didn't quite flow that well to me. And I know I'm not alone because, you know, I was in a house full of wrestling heads and we were all looking forward to it. And we all just kind of watched it, paying close attention, and it didn't really, you know, blow our socks off. So, I mean, I really was looking forward to it. There's been far, far, far worse uh, chamber matches, but I just don't really agree with the consensus that I've been reading that it was like an A minus kind of match. Ah, I wouldn't put it there. Maybe B minus, maybe uh yeah, I guess maybe B minus C plus, something like that. It was it was okay. But they got it right at the end with Bliss. The the number one thing I remember now exactly what made me turn on it <clears throat> was Mickey James. When they got rid of Mickey James after the build up between the possible friendship of herself and Alexa Bliss against Bailey and Sasha Banks, who have also been having trust issues. I don't understand why they got rid of Mickey James before Bliss came out. I wanted to see the dynamic between Alexa Bliss and uh, Mickey James, and will they or will they not actually work together? On top of, will Sasha Banks betray Bailey or will Bailey betray Sasha? That would have made for such great dynamic, and they didn't do that. It was just Sasha and Bailey against Alexa. Which made me question, what was the point of having Mickey James hanging out with Alexa Bliss again? I didn't understand that. Well, it's the WWE. What do you expect? Well, I mean, it's the WWE. You know, they're not perfect, but they, uh, you could say they're the best in the business. A lot of people would argue MP, uh, New Japan is now the number one, but it's just two different styles. WWE has been so good with storytelling, you know, over over the past 25 years, most of the time. There's some pretty bad ones here and there, of course. But I didn't think that it would be stupid enough to just cut the legs out of that storyline. So, do we get a Bailey versus Sasha Banks match at WrestleMania? Uh, I think you kind of have to now. I think you have to have that match. And you have six weeks uh, to build it up. Will it be an early card match? Maybe an opening match of the show? Or you think that could be one that gets kicked into the kickoff show? I don't think it's gonna be in the well, kickoff show. I, I think that those two, those are Sasha Banks and Bailey have built up their you know, their characters so much that they don't deserve to be on the kickoff show. They should be either the the first match to start WrestleMania, 
That'll be mm, a good start off. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, the reason why I'm, I, I really don't know, obviously I don't know. I'm not a writer or producer. But uh, everything that I've been reading, Bailey, they've kind of given up on her and within the company. Uh, they just don't really seem to believe in her. And I feel like that could drag Sasha Banks down as well. But I would probably see them mid-card. You know, maybe not the first match, but maybe the second match. Something like well, that. What's a chance? What's a chance for a fatal four-way at Mania? Hmm. Bailey, well, Sasha, uh, Absolution Mickey. is still uh, is still relevant. That nah, could happen. They actually, they they were doing all right. Uh, Mandy Rose went out like the timing just seemed off, but yeah, Absolution's okay. Uh, it's just a shame that Paige can't do anything. I was so excited yeah. to have her back, and she got it. Andres do uh, slow down progression of a storyline or a character. We've seen that with Edge. Unfortunately, Edge had another 10 years in wrestling, and he can't really do anything. And Radar Superstar just went away after the neck injury. Uh, mm-hmm. What can you do? So well, I, I think, think we should Oscar... probably move to Oscar and I, Jax. I think that that would be a good way to – we should segue into that. Well, Oscar, like I said earlier about how I believe that Nia Jax should have been in the uh, the chamber match. Uh, mm-hmm. We, I just feel like Oscar and Nia Jax storyline right now, even though it's intriguing, they can keep that storyline going, and I still have a very, very, I just have a feeling that WrestleMania is going to be a triple threat for the women's title. I still I don't think Nia Jax is going away. I think it's you're gonna have Oscar, Bliss and, and Jax in the WrestleMania for triple threat. And the only reason why I say that is because they can pull the storyline of how uh Asuka, uh barely like escaped with a win and Nia Jax says she barely beat me. She can't beat me in like a big time match. So I see them pushing I can see I see them pushing Nia to a point where is she going to be just that side-off character in the way of Asuka? But I get, I like the Alexa Bliss, you know, the the heel versus the heel versus the face. So it'd be a nice, interesting storyline, in my opinion. I just – you already know what the WWE is going to do. They're going to make uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Asuka champions. That, that's why if you follow the history of the WWE, it usually happens. I mean, not just the history of WWE, but, I mean, you look at WCW, what they did with Goldberg and that uh, huge winning streak that he had. Uh, eventually, it culminated with him winning the championship from Hulk Hogan, uh, although that wasn't on a pay-per-view for some reason. They did that on Monday Nitro, which is cool. You get it for free, but think about how much money you would have made at the gate if you had done that on a pay-per-view. But I digress. Oscar's undefeated. Hasn't lost for a few years now. It is inevitable that she wins the championship as it as she should. She needs to win that championship, and then she will be cemented. After that, I don't know how long they'll keep her. Uh, I don't know how long they'll keep the belt on her, but I imagine it'll be for a while. But the real loser in this, in and out of the ring, is Nia Jax because before Oscar had signed, Jax was supposed to be the uh, next big thing. And she has yet to win a championship. She has yet to really have an actual, like, believable title shot. I feel like Nia Jax has really been left out in the into the in, in the cold. She has been left out in the cold. Uh, but this match I thought was her. booked pretty well. 
that's why I think they're going to keep her in the storyline until WrestleMania with Oscar. Yeah, and that's that's her character. Even though you could say that the women's division over the last two years has just completely involved, where it's actually now interesting to follow these characters. Back 10, 15 years ago, you're like, oh, Mickey James, ooh, Michelle McCool, ooh, Trish Stratish. Who cares? You just want to watch them because they look good. Now you actually like the characters that they have because they, these are badass women. I just, uh, just I like I, I like to pay attention to to the other ladies, especially Lita, Tori yeah. Wilson. Uh, not not I mean yeah, I loved looking at her, but yeah, not not exactly the best wrestler. But I always remember the storylines, especially like the Don Marie stuff. I mean, it's not like <laughs> uh, it's not exactly highbrow uh, entertainment, but it's memorable. So I wouldn't completely trash on all that stuff, but it did get pretty yeah, bad I'm... once the, uh, the, the contest, the million dollar diva search, that's when it got really, really bad. Oh yeah. And it's now the women's division. It's actually interesting to follow. Nia Jax, in my opinion, should they, the WWE should find some way to get her in a, a spot where she becomes like a Triple H type of character in the women's division. Uh, always a, the always the heel, always will try to ruin someone's you know quest to be a champion. But eventually, if you want to make her that type of character in the WWE, or a character like AJ uh, on AJ was AJ Lee. Uh, Paige, mm-hmm. back a couple of years ago, uh, Stephanie McMahon, when she's in the women's division, you have to give her the title so she can, you know, have a the reign. And I could see a potentially a five, not not like a five six month feud with Oscar, but have it like the old fashioned WWE Rock versus uh, Stone Cold type of matches where one of the guys had one of the individuals has the belt and the belt keeps switching hands after every few pay per views. I think you need a sustainable rivalry in the women's division. That is my opinion, and I think Nia and Oscar could fill that role for Raw. But also, you have another individual that just came into the WWE, which is, and I have a feeling that she's not going to be on Raw for that long. I think she may get to the SmackDown. You don't have her and Charlotte duke it out on SmackDown. But to finish out the Oscar and Nia point, Oscar, you know, is going to WrestleMania. You can tell they're pushing her hard. Even though that you can't understand what she says sometimes because her, her English is not, not, as, not as good, if you watch some of her past matches back in when she was in Japan, holy shit, she is freaking awesome. Uh, she deserves the woman's title. Alexa Bliss is a good character, but I'm sorry. If Alexis, can't, if Alexis doesn't have the title, you have to either give it to Naya, Sasha, or Asuka. Those are the other three individuals. My pit Bailey, like what you said, is kind of fading away, and you got another couple of women characters. But eventually, you know, Nia, Sasha, Oscar, and then and then SmackDown, you're going to have, I, you got Charlotte, you got uh, Natalia, and I think Ronda. I honestly think Ronda Rousey is going to go to SmackDown eventually, but we'll get to that later because we have something else to discuss before that. Uh, but oh, if I out. must say one thing, uh, one other person I would like to see win, but I know they're not going to. I don't know why they're treating her like a, uh, a, a glorified jobber. Mickey James, just give her one more title, but it's too late now. I don't think that they're going to do it. But, man, Mickey James is so underrated. 
completely yeah, underrated, were, and it's almost like I don't know why they brought her back. She's the only six-time women's champion. But they treat her like nothing, you know. Like they, I, they, they they barely give her a win here. Like when she first came I, in, there was a little bit of hoopla, and now she's just there. Like you knew she I, wasn't going to win, and I root I root for her, but I know that they're not going to give her the win. She was the daredevil last night. She was the one doing all the risky moves. Wonder Woman. I think that's what uh, you're looking for. Yeah, Daredevil, <laughs> Wonder Woman, whatever. But I still remember her and Trish Stratus at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That match at WrestleMania when she did the finger gesture. Mm-hmm. And she grabbed Trish Stratus and moved towards the camera and did the finger trade. I'm like, oh, I, you sold me, Mickey. You sold me. Okay, let's go. Let's do this. I still remember watching that WrestleMania. I remember that scene. I'm like, wow. Damn, Vince was smart at the time. But if you do that now, you're going to get a lot of criticism. So, that to error. Dude, what, Vince it, hates what, that. They, they took Vince that hate, off the network. Yeah. They edited that, that they, out. Yeah. But I still remember it. And you can follow and You can find it on YouTube. I still remember when it happened. And I was like, ooh. That's every time I remember Mickey James, I remember that scene. Uh, I think but, about it every time I close my eyes. <laughs> okay, it's <that's> weird, though. <laughs> is it? So is it really? <laughs> it, it, no, not really. There's been some a lot of a lot of worse stuff that the WWE's shown over the years that was nothing to compare. Okay, but I agree okay. with you. Mickey James is. I just have a feeling they're gonna do like a women's battle royal at WrestleMania, like they. Do the Andre the Giant battle royal for the men. I, that's something <laughs> that can very well happen. But speaking it's of Santina Andre... Marella comes out with the win. Yep. Speaking of the Andre the Giant uh, battle royal, on April 10th, I can't wait to watch the HBO documentary, Andre the Giant. That preview that they showed last night during the uh, pay-per-view last night, oh, I saw that. I'm like, man, that is a documentary that I love. I love documentaries about Hall of Famers from football, basketball, baseball, even wrestling, to learn, discover their struggles, what they went through, or how they battled through. But of course, you know, Andre Giant's no longer with us. Uh, and you finally find out the story of what he gone, what he went through as being this WWF superstar at the time, and how being in that type of situation, the pressure it is, just not being a person who performs on the in the ring but how to carry yourself outside of the ring and all the attention you will get i can't wait for that documentary on april 10th i'm so stoked about when i saw it i'm like i gotta watch it yeah i can't stop watching those kinds of documentaries uh when i when i go on wwe network you know i watch the old matches but the number one thing i go to is like beyond the ring the monday night wars Dinner uh, for three, where you know you got the guys sitting there talking. You know the Macho Man documentary, Ric Flair documentaries. Like I love that stuff. I soak it up like a sponge. And this looks really good. This really reminds me of like the the XFL thirty for thirty. Like it has me that pumped up for it. I'm really looking forward to it too. But and I'm really also I, looking forward to Ronda Rousey on Monday Night Raw. Well, rumor has it that. She's going to be on Raw tonight, so we're going to try and get you guys out here quickly. We've got two more matches, and we're under 30 minutes left, so we're out well, here. We still got to talk about the contract signing, though. We got to get yeah, that out of the way first. We got first off Ronda Rousey, sweetie. 
Ronda Rousey. Mrs. Badass. You gotta yeah, work on your mic is. skills. You gotta work on your mic skills, girl. Holy God, they were god awful, but it got better. It got real better. I don't. I don't remember the last time Triple H got picked up and thrown through a table by a, by a woman. woman at that. I mean, I was thinking maybe China back in the day, but I can't really recall. Man, like I, I thought that it was so cringeworthy at the beginning. Uh, I, I uh, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it when female wrestlers come in and they're like, "I'm here, you know, I'm a huge fan, and I can't believe this," and they start crying. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no." Like what Alexa stop, Bliss stop, stop, was trying stop. to do, but you knew oh, that from her God. character. But Bliss was making fun of people. I thought that. Was, oh yeah, yeah, oh, that yeah. was hilarious. But you I knew, knew her. Uh, I was just like, "Wait for it, wait for it." Because you guys won't even see it. I'm like, there she is. <laughs> There's the real bliss. I just, I, I was, uh, my, my friend Bill, uh, he had his face in the pillow when she just began talking. And there, there's a shot of Triple H. Go back and rewatch that, that promo when she first starts talking. Go back and look at Triple H. He looks mortified. He looks embarrassed. He's got this, oh my God. God, this is going wrong. Face like just very calmly, and as he gets given the mic back, he's like, "And that's Ronda Rousey, yeah." It was like, "Ooh, Kurt Angle saved the promo. Kurt Angle saved it. I don't know if he improvised that or they wrote that out, but when he started calling out um, the authority for talking out of the side of their mouth about Ronda Rousey, that's when it got good." I honestly think for Ronda Rousey to be very successful in the WWE, she needs to approach it just like a former UCF champion who is currently the Universal Champion and is represented by Paul Heyman. Ronda Rousey needs to contact Paul Heyman and make her, make him her manager as well so we get double dose of Paul Heyman. And her and his clients will be awesome. Come on, Sam Punk, come back. Well, you have an awesome triple threat right there, but okay, that's a different subject every day. Ronda Rousey uh, needs I, Mike skills. Badly. I think that uh, Jim, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, he should be her her manager. That's what I want to see. Oh God. <laughs> he just he has to have that microphone though. If he doesn't have the microphone, it's no good. But I can if he tell was still that. alive, uh, ba- back in the day, I think Bobby the Brain Heenan would have been perfect back in the day. Yeah. I think uh, Ronda Rousey's skill in the ring, I honestly believe, would not be a factor or an issue. She proved mm-hmm. it kind of last night about the things she did. And her face, that death stare she gives, that can sell. She just needs to either practice her end stage. She needs to go back to NXT Arena. And go talk to Prince Albert, or whatever his name is, Tensai Albert, whatever. And go get <laughs> it's your. It's always uh, going to be Albert. It's not Tensai. <laughs> whatever you know, when you I know a lot of you listeners, if you download our show, thank you. You know the WWE games. You always start in the NXT Center, and you got stupid those stupid little promos. Got to remember what button to click. Ronda Rousey needs to do some type of type of mic work in some form and way, because I believe. If she can get that, I will love to see 
Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Feud, my opinion. Because you she have the WWE used to the environment. That's all. She just needs to get used to the environment. Oh yeah, this is she. This is like her getting her brand, all oh, a brand new car. Like, oh, I got a new car. I'm so excited and can't wait to go drive it around town. But she's mortified to even you know plow the parking spot. <laughs> oh, the, the freeway. I can't, I can't go <laughs> yeah. on the freeway. That's, that's that's too fast. I think she had a lot of butterflies. She was nervous, but as the promo went on and Kurt Hangle, Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. <laughs> it's like Kurt Henning and Kurt Angle had a kid. <laughs> when uh, it's true, it's true, interrupted. He saved it. The promo went on. It was, went on. And I just love seeing Stephanie McMahon get slapped, even though Ronda Rousey could break her arm. And when Triple H tried to like, separate it, and when he, went, he went back to Ronda Rousey, I'm like, oh, Ronda Rousey is going to get him on the arm bar. This is going to be awesome. And all of a sudden, you just see her see her pick him up and throw it through the table. I'm like, throw him through the table. I'm like, uh, nice. Uh, I don't know. Is that the first time that Triple H has got thrown through a table by a woman? And I'm, I'm looking at like Triple H thrown through by a table, and I can't find anything on YouTube or all the wrestling sites. Even I can't confirm it or find any information. I think Ronda Rousey became the first female to body slam. Triple H in the table, and I would have, I would have to go through the uh, the wiki, you know, and all that because there, there, some wrestlers' pages uh, for the list of matches that they had are extremely detailed. So I'm gonna have to go through and look at that, and, and of course I could just go through the WWE Network and just type in Triple H and you know a female wrestler's name i'll go through the whole list and find it but yeah i can't really remember seeing that i mean uh, i remember like jeff jarrett you know getting powerbombed by china you know uh mark uh uh what's his face uh um sable's husband um the uh the guy that, that she came in with she power slammed him mark marrow mark marrow uh, he, I remember that, but yeah, I do not remember Triple H ever getting powerbombed or anything like that through a table. It was awesome. So you can pretty much etch this down. I did say NFL podcast last night. I did say it'd been kind of interesting to get CM Punk in there. It's not going to happen, but we, I am almost a hundred percent certain we were going to have a mixed tag team match at WrestleMania. Kurt Angle versus Kurt Angle, Ron Rousey versus the McMahons or the Authority. That you can pretty much book that for Mania. I want it. Uh, I I like CM Punk a lot. I really do. But um, again, I'm I'm a I'm a look forward kind of guy. I don't really try to look back, even though what I say may contradict that. But CM Punk wants nothing to do with WWE. It's clear. I mean, he got staff infections. He called out the doctors, he called out Triple H, he called out Vince, he called out Cena, he called out everybody, you know, even though the pipe bomb thing was like a, a, a work shoot. The most epic thing. Yeah, it was the most yeah, epic was thing epic. he's ever done. But it wasn't he did completely it twice. true. They, they just let him do what he wanted, but it was it was a work shoot. Not everything he was saying was, was, was true, but he legitimately called out Cena, he legitimately called out Triple H, legitimately called out Vince and the entire family. They hate each other. They actually go out of their way to annoy WWE fans with the CM Punk chat. They actually get people in the crowd to do that because they're messing 
with him. He wants, he does not want to come back and fine, whatever. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong, but I'm done with it. No more of this CM Punk chant in Chicago. I'm done with it. It's over. Sure get over get it. it. He ain't coming back. I want to see Kurt Angle in uh, an actual, like, his own storyline match. That was really cool what he did with the Shield, but it made no sense. I want to see him legitimately invested in a storyline with Ronda Rousey against Triple H because it would be a really nice little final match for him, if it is his final match, between himself and Triple H, where it all began all those many years before. I would like to see that. No, I will do. It'd be a good a launching point for Rousey in 2018. Uh, Cause I really mm-hmm. either she, if, if Rousey's going to be the headline female star and you want her to be just like the banterweight champion she was in the UFC, you're going to have to send her either to SmackDown to challenge Charlotte, or you're going to have her go up against Oscar. And as I, from what I can see from Oscar, like, wrestling against people who are new. Mm-hmm. She has an inexperienced wrestling. You could tell by how she, when she was at NXT, how she was just destroying these uh, up-and-coming stars. Even though she's, yeah. you know, she, she's battled Bayley before, she's battled uh, Sasha Banks before in NXT, but they've grown with each other since they've come to the main card. I just think if you're going to have Ronda Rousey lock at a launching point and actually get into it, send her to SmackDown and let her have a feud with someone like a, a, a Becky Lynch or Natalia or Charlotte. Get her over there, SmackDown. So also gets people to watch SmackDown. Not a lot of people watch SmackDown. The ratings from Raw to SmackDown are a massive drop-off. So you put Rousey over there, yay. You actually have some interesting eyes going over there, except for Randy Orton carrying the, the – AJ Styles and Randy Orton carrying the uh, – SmackDown brand. You put someone else over there. I'd still watch SmackDown. I like SmackDown. And honest opinion, SmackDown storylines in the last couple of years or last couple of not years, last yeah, last year or so. The last year, you know, since, since the brand have been, uh, have been more <laughs> the brand, uh, the the brand divide. Yeah, <laughs> the brand split. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, the storylines have been more intriguing, more interesting because I'm I like AJ Styles. And when Chris Jericho decides to come back, which she, which he is rumored it's, to be after his tour, yeah, he's, he, he's going to come he, back eventually. Uh, he, I think his tour ends like in the late March, so he could appear. At, it'll be awesome if you have a Zami Zayn uh, KO match at WrestleMania. Have Y2J surprise everyone at WrestleMania to interrupt the match. That'll be an awesome, you know, that'll be a big pop. Uh, but WWE needs to find a way to keep it quiet because all their intel gets, you know, exposed very early. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, now we got to get to the guy that gets the biggest pop in the building, whether it's positive or negative. <laughs> You're talking about Elias, am I correct? Uh, not quite, although he does open it. I'm talking about the big dog and his big night, the Elimination Chamber of the Men. <laughs> Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Oh, man, dude. Roman Reigns, man. Anybody that gets booed and hated as much as he does is all good by me. I can't hate on the guy. I cannot. And he is legitimately one of the best wrestlers like in the WWE, depending on what you're looking for. He is always there. He's always dependable, and he's always able to put on a good match. Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in 2017. Don't care what anybody got to say. As far as WWE goes, 
That was my favorite rivalry. Every time these two men came together, fireworks are going to go off. You're going to see something awesome. And I Out was not seven. disappointed last night. Oh, I was. I loved the match. It was a, it, even though I despise Roman Reigns winning every single time. I understand. I'd rather have Roman Roman Reigns win than John Cena, in my opinion. I when John Cena went on his six year reign of winning every damn thing, I'm like, okay, WWE, switch it up here. Let's have a heel win it. Then CM Punk got it for a year. I'm like, all right, they switched it up. Then it went back to Cena for another four years of same life. <laughs> uh, this match, in my opinion, a little intriguing. Seven guys. Usually it's only six. But the four individuals I'm going to name here, I believe the WWE is going to push them hard. Seth Rollins has proved that he can compete on Monday night. He can compete. Mm-hmm. He's a headliner. His gauntlet match, which I watched yesterday because I totally forgot about Raw. I watched SmackDown, but I completely forgot about Raw. I was like, oh, shit. I got to watch Raw before uh, uh, the Elimination Chamber match. And I'm like, oh, two and a half hours of the gauntlet match. Okay, that's cool. So, with his performance against Roman Reigns and John Cena in the gauntlet match, I'm like, they're going to push this guy. He deserves it. He is, like I mentioned before, like Nia needs to be the Triple H and the women's division. Rollins needs to be the architect, the cerebral assassin. He needs to be this generation's Triple H. Or <laughs> They tried that already. That failed rather miserably. I mean, I didn't that. hate it, but uh, man, there's a reason why he doesn't do the pedigree anymore. They're done with that. That ship has well, sailed. I thought they uh, banned the, uh, the uh, curve stop. I thought they banned that move. And all of a sudden, well, he came back like six months ago. Technically, it's called the blackout because he had that years before. But yeah, uh, I like to call it the mini stomp. It's not quite as big and as outlandish as, as it was. But uh, I think that they realize that they he's struggling to really find his identity with another move. Even though I think like the Falcon Arrow, uh, the you know the suplex that he does, and then he picks him up and throws him down like it, it that could be his finisher that could work but they went back to the curb stomp not complaining i like it i'm happy i'm always good with seth rollins being pushed so i'm definitely for that so the other the rollins i think the wwe is going to push they're going to have to get mm-hmm. a storyline with him i honestly see a miz and seth rollins match at wrestlemania uh but what are you going to do with Strowman and balor <laughs> Haven't we seen Seth Rollins in The Miz enough? I mean, I don't know if I'd be super excited to see that. You can tell that Vince McMahon loves The Miz. Yeah, you can tell. Blame him. Uh, Miz is. I'm not. People may hate his character. I love his character. He is the true heel of the WWE. I don't even think he's ever been a face. But for him, he is the the dominant uh, athlete in his division, the Intercontinental United States Championship type of division. He has the I best just, character overall. Uh, oh yeah. he, what you were just saying struck a chord with me. The people hate his character. Yes, that's the point. He's a heel. If he doesn't get booze, he's not doing his job. Sheamus is the exact same way. So many people tell me why they hate him. And as they explain to me why they hate him, they don't realize that they're falling right into that mouse trap. He relishes the booing that's what a heel is supposed to do that's what's lost now uh since mm-hmm. kayfabe has pretty much been destroyed 
People don't realize you're supposed to genuinely hate these guys. This is what wrestling is. It's good guys versus bad guys. There's just yeah. different shades. So there's some, a couple other things I've been reading about after the match, like during lunch break, because I was called into work today. Thank you, whoever freaking called out. But anyways, they were saying mm-hmm. that Strowman Rollins Miz is rumored to possibly be in a triple threat match. Uh, Miz or Balor, one of those guys, is rumored to be in a triple threat match either on tonight or next Monday night for the uh, to go to WrestleMania for the number one contendership. Some type of I was reading that it could be like a mini four four guy playoff to who's the number one contender match because. Elias, in my opinion, was just a guy that just shoved into the match. I don't think Elias is ready for the headliner the type of matches at WrestleMania. Balor, uh, I, I'm confused about him. I don't see him. I don't know what the WWE is trying to do. Bring If you're going to get uh, Finn Balor back, you have to bring the Demon back, his original character. This Not Finn Balor time, club... Though. Well, I loved when he came out. Of the, just picture the demon intro at WrestleMania with him coming out with all the demon paint. Well, that was supposed to be special. I mean, if you're aware, you know, like he was one of the architects of the Bullet Club. Like, he's so synonymous with the Bullet Club. I think that, like, he needs to be of the club. Like, I actually think that it, it's good what they've been doing with Gallows and Anderson you know, bringing all those guys together. Of course, AJ is missing because he's on SmackDown, also part of the Bullet Club. Uh, I I like the the club being together again and that the demon is used very seldomly. Uh, and I think that's how it should be. The demon should only be brought out once in a while because if you do the demon too much, he, uh, sorry, he's going to turn into Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes I didn't think more. of that. Uh, less and more, but it'd be nice to see him, you know, debut it once in a while. Uh, what else? Uh, Strowman, they got to keep pushing this guy. This guy, he's a beast. You can't leave him out of WrestleMania. And uh, Mr. Cryberry himself, John Cena, uh, the little thing that he did the after Raw talk after Elimination Chamber, like I don't have a clear path to uh, the WrestleMania. Well, the WWE just uh, posted a poster today of. Fastlane, which is in two weeks, which is a SmackDown brand pay-per-view. John Cena is on it. John Cena is a Raw superstar. I have a feeling that there is going to be a return of some legend from the dark side who grant John Cena his match at WrestleMania. And I think it could be very well a Retirement match or a farewell match for both individuals because Cena, you can tell he's on his way out. He may not be like The Rock and just, you know, flat out leave. He'd be gradually leave. I think we'll see an Undertaker versus John Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, ah, man, like this should, this should have happened a long time ago. I just don't think I want to see The Undertaker in the ring anymore. I love The Undertaker, he's one of the greats. I mean, that unbeaten streak will never, ever be matched. I don't think that it ever will be. But, uh, I mean, that match against Roman Reigns, you guys know I'm a Roman Reigns guy. I love Roman, and I love The Undertaker, and I was really looking forward to that match. But it was so obvious that he was done. Some of the moves he just wasn't able to, to do. 
there was a spot where he was supposed to lift himself as uh, Roman, you know, sets him up for a powerbomb, and he couldn't do that. And that, uh, it was just sloppy. And at the end of it, all I could think was, I just don't want any more. I, I can't. I, I just can't look at it anymore. It just ruins my my memory of him. I don't want him to go out like that. It's kind of like when Johnny Unitas, you know, was at the end of his career with the Baltimore Colts, and then he gets traded to San Diego. He keeps trying to play, and he just can't do it. He's done. You should retire with a certain amount of dignity. And he went out on his back. Every wrestler, every old school wrestler believes that no matter who you are, whether you're Ric Flair or Hogan or whatever, you go out on your back. And really, Undertaker did that. That that exit that he had will live on forever. And I think that's just the way it should be left. Well, that's for the Undertaker fan in me. I really I want to see him win on the way out. I could see why they're going to try to do John Cena and Undertaker. They want to do one more match and get Cena in the the. The, how they're making John Cena freaking crybaby right now is just absolutely hilarious. I'm like, you're one of the main, you're one of the top ten stars in WWE. They're not going to leave you out of WrestleMania. Stop being that little. I'm not going to make it to WrestleMania bullshit. You are going to. <laughs> and you uh, say Roman is booking is forced. <laughs> well, at least at least Roman, I know his character. I like his character. I'm not against him winning all the time, or being very predictable of winning. I just think but... I just think because I didn't want Roman to go to WrestleMania because my boy is at WrestleMania just waiting for Roman and I I rather want I I wanted honestly I knew this match was never gonna happen. I wanted the Miz versus Brock Lesnar. I know that would have been stupid, but I would have just loved to see the Miz get his ashes tore up at WrestleMania by Brock Lesnar. But we really? get Lesnar we get Lesnar and Reigns part two. Is this the second time they battled? Yes, is uh, the last yeah, time right, they got Seth, interrupted by one Seth Rollins, Mr. Money in the Bank one. at the time. Yep. And the Money in the Bank is nowhere to be found this year, so we're good about that. I but, have been looking forward to this match for years. It's unfinished business. And like I was saying before, less is more. We haven't really seen Roman and and Roman and Strowman, Roman and Lesnar really finish what they started at that match. Roman got him to bleed. He had him. And Seth came out and stole it all. And you might think that, you know, being a Roman fan, I hated it. No, I loved it. I thought it was great storytelling. I'm rooting for Roman, but if him losing equals for better storytelling, I'm all for it. I am all for it. But now is Roman's time. I want him to beat Lesnar because if he's the champion, and Lesnar will is likely to leave from what I've been hearing. Good, finally. We're going to have the Universal Championship on Monday Night Raw more often than like once a month. Uh, I love Brock Lesnar. He's been excellent. But he's a part-timer. Part-timers shouldn't have the championship for as long as he has. It's very frustrating. So That's if correct. Roman wins, takes the title back, we're going to be seeing the title every week. I'll be happy. Finally. So right, yeah. So right now, the confirmed matches for WrestleMania are Lesnar and Reigns, AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura. Question because of the stupid fatal five-way at Fastlane. You know damn well it's going to win that match. 
Shockmaster? Uh, <laughs> Shock uh, yeah, Shockmaster. No, the Hurricane. That's He's going to come out of retirement and do it and get thrown out of the ring like he did at uh, Royal Rumble. What's up with that? Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, that him and The Rock skit back in the day, classic. AJ wow. Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, guaranteed already. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make AJ. That's going to be – these two guys have experience. These two guys have history between each other back in Japan days, so – that's going to be an epic match for WrestleMania. Uh, Alaska, uh, Alaska, Alexa <laughs> Bliss versus Asuka. I did Asuka and Alexa in the same phrase. <laughs> That's a guaranteed match. And right now, those are like the three guaranteed matches. Possibly the the mixed tag team between the Authority and Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. That could be a, a, a match. But as of right now, as of today, the Monday before. The first Monday after Elimination Chamber and the first Monday on Raw before WrestleMania, what mat, one of these matches will have a stipulation added, like a cage, ladders, chairs, any type oh my. of chair. Yeah. I think the Shinsuke AJ style match will have something different than usual. As long as it's good. Oh, of course, it's, it's don't wanna, I don't, want, I just don't want to be let down. But AJ versus Shinsuke should pretty much be guaranteed to be good. These guys yep. have worked together before, and now they're going to be on the biggest stage of all of wrestling. It's going to be excellent. I have no doubt about that. So for that, ladies and gentlemen, if you decide to download our episode, thank you. We have now gone over 274 downloads. Apparently, we had 14 people download our episode. Or listen, actually, no, take it back. Seven people listened to live yesterday. 14 hey. downloads from yesterday. So thank you for downloading our podcast. This is a special WWE review. We will be doing, not, we're only going to be doing this after every pay-per-view, maybe. Definitely after WrestleMania, I can guarantee that. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe do one, two weeks after Fastlane, but that will be four weeks out for WrestleMania. We'll be back Sunday for XFF, X, blah, 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 XF Podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at XF Podcast at Wrestling Movie G. Basically, the Elimination Chamber's done. We're an hour away from Raw, so go get to your nearest TV, go watch Raw, because I expect Rousey to do something tonight, and I expect some twists, and we might find out what's going to have going to happen at WrestleMania. So, any closing words, uh, good sir? Just to believe in the Roman Empire. But thank you, guys. We do appreciate it. And we're going to be talking to you very soon. Make sure to follow us. And I think that's a wrap. Well, for us here at Extreme Football Podcast, we thank you for downloading our episode. And, man, after three weeks, you can tell by how we're talking. We're not nervous. Man, that first episode is still freaking awful. But, anyways, thank you for supporting us. Expect more of these episodes. We'll see you next Sunday night, 7 p.m. for week, another week of Extreme Football Podcast with XFL news and other rumors uh, that revolve around sports. I'm Jay Dash. That's the Wrestling Movie Guy. We see. We will see you. Not well, we'll see ye. We will see you next Sunday. Thank you for listening, folks. Peace. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight.
Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego.